So, Erin, I heard you started curling this week. I did. This is our third season of curling. What's your team name? So we're the Game of Stones, which is Game of Thrones. And then the things that you throw on the ice are stones. So it's wordplay. And we're Mm -hmm. quite good. Last year, we won the regular season. One of my personal goals for the team is to have the most fun out of all the teams and make Mm -hmm. no friends. I don't really like fraternizing with the other teams. Like afterwards, everyone, like the winners buy the losers beer. Yeah. We don't like to do that. We just like to go off by ourselves and go to McDonald's and drink high C and eat chicken nuggets. Have you seen Game of Thrones? I've seen all of it. I've read the first book. I'm in the middle of reading the second book. I'm legit. I know things. Oh. So. Gotcha. I, see, I'm way out of the loop. All I know about Game of Thrones is when Kristen Wiig was Khaleesi <laughs> on Jimmy Fallon yeah. one time, yeah. which was amazing. And Dragon Carl. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Now showing the All My Movies podcast. Please silence your cell phones and enjoy the show. Hello. Hi. I'm Aaron. Nope, I'm not Aaron. I'm Mary. (laughs) (laughs) It's college week all over again. Oh, man. So good. I'm actually Aaron. She's Mary. Mm -hmm. We're basically the same person, so it's (laughs) okay. (laughs) It is. Welcome to the All My Movies podcast. We talk all her movies. This current episode, you're in for a treat because we are talking 1993's Demolition Man. This is the earliest one that we've done so far. We've done a few 96s. Oh, yeah. 93. This is far back so far as we have gone. Mm -hmm. So, and it is quite the movie. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about this. Yes. Oh, I should probably say um, I had not seen it before. So, I watched it in preparation for this podcast. Yes. I had sort of ish seen it before. I had seen the beginning, I knew the premise, like, I knew what it was about, and I had seen the ending, I think, just on TV. I don't think I'd seen the middle chunks. Mm. So it was... Important middle chunks. Important middle chunks. So I had like a thing in my head of, again, of what I thought was going to happen, and then that's not what was Mm -hmm. happening. So I was like, oh, well, hey, okay then. Sure. Right. So I was familiar with the movie and its ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and roll this trailer. But in the year 2032... This morning, Simon Phoenix escaped from this cryo facility. We are, quite frankly, not equipped to deal with the situation. Amidst a world of peace and calm. We're police officers. We're not trained for this kind of violence. How was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man. John Spartan. You mean the demolition man. I'm going to sum this up with a little Twitter summary. Um, 140 characters or less. 1996, Sly is frozen for killing innocents in pursuit of Snipes, also frozen. (laughs) 2032, Snipes on the loose. Sandy thaws Sly to catch Snipes. Yeah, that's the movie. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of far out. Because first off, they made it in 1993, and like it opens on 1996 Los Angeles, and it's a bad place, guys. Like the Hollywood sign is burning. Mm -hmm. It's complete chaos. The pilots flying in, they're like... I can't believe they used to let commercial flights come here. And I'm like, what? What is happening? It's three years out from I when I think you that's made why. It. That's why I kept thinking it was 1996, because that's when the movie opens. But yeah, this is quite the crazy movie. I will say, like, I did kind of enjoy it. 
<laughs> Heads up, like this is rated R, hardcore, yeah. so much swearing, so much swearing. Mm-hmm. But in the future, you're not supposed to swear. So every time somebody swears, there's like a ticket that popped out for like profanity. Yes. But lots of swearing. There was like a naked lady in it for like two seconds randomly. Yeah. I was like, wait, what the crap? Yeah, and then when the guys are getting frozen, you, like, kind of see things, but you don't. They're frozen naked. Yeah. I thought their method of freezing was interesting. I think I maybe would have gone for a more, like, Han Solo carbonite freezing versus human ice cube freezing. Cryo chamber? Mm. I don't know. Something different. Yes, I think I always imagine cryogenic freezing to be, like, you're in a sarcophagus thing that is shaped like you. Yeah. Or, you know, in Doctor Who, um, the episode, the Christmas episode. Yes. Yeah, where they're, like, in, like, up right things yes a christmas carol that's the one it is Mm -hmm. so yeah they're they're all frozen down there but they weren't like an ice it was just like whatever on Mm -hmm. them like a gas yeah kind of preserving them these people were legit like round ice cubes yeah (laughs) okay time out we'll get to that later into the movie (laughs) let's do the box office so this came out on october 8th 1993 the production budget not listed so what? we'll never How know. How am I supposed to play this game? I know. Where I guess. I know. We just, I'm going to go with $40 million because that's what everything yeah. is. Um, opening weekend, it made uh, $14 million opening. And mm-hmm. then uh, overall domestic was $58 million. So I feel like that's a fair showing. 93. I mean, that's got to be pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. There were less people then, right? Yeah. I don't know. Tickets were cheap. I, <laughs> it did debut at number one. The other movies that they debuted that week, I had never heard of and had no idea what they were oh but it moved the the former number one movie um was cool runnings <laughs> <gasps> awesome i love cool runnings i do love that so that was at also a person gets frozen in that one kind it's of true it's true and he had his Sanka, you dead man oh man i haven't seen that in so long i know so good so that's the box office in sandra's career so this was a very mm-hmm. early one of hers um 1993 nothing that she had listed before that have i seen i know i think you have you have a few movies that are older than this i think right um i have like the thing called love or something yeah. like that was that before it i think so before all of that and then speed speed was the next year what what i love speed so she's like yeah, hardly not really anyone no. right here she's, she's kind of just the token girl yeah surprising they went with the brunette then right i know maybe because wesley was blonde (laughs) he had some crazy blonde hair right it was so you assuming that's not natural so it's some kind of frosted dyed thing yeah yellowy orangey Mm -hmm. blonde hair so you could have another blonde so how to get a brunette so early on in her career a very mm-hmm. a small role. Like, I know we said that we would only do movies that where she was on the poster. She's not on the poster of this one. She's the third name, She's though. the third like, name, it went though. Stallone, Snipes, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. So, good. So and we counted it because mm-hmm. I want. I kind of wanted to watch it. <laughs> because, so, because Sylvester Stallone was in this. And mm-hmm. I think this is my first, like, I haven't seen the Rocky oh, movie. So this is actually my, oh my first gosh. Sylvester Stallone movie. I love Rocky. Like, I know he... Uh, well, first of all, can we just say that Sylvester Can Sloan, I hum the theme from Rocky in the background? Well, I talk about tiger, Rocky? Right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, I talk about... Yeah, duh. do it. So, I just want to say that I'm very disappointed that Sylvester Stallone did not win the Oscar a couple weeks ago. He should have won. I When they were going through the cast of all the other supporting actors, I was like, Mark Rylance, well, if anyone's not going to win, it's going to be him. And then here he won. I was very upset. Uh, Rocky's amazing, Mary. I'm very upset that you've never seen him. They're very good. And 
They're it came out about 40 years ago. Beautiful. So there you go. And he, I, he's, I think he's handsome. I think he's handsome and kind of like I've been punched in the face so many times that I'm a little disfigured. Yeah. And maybe no, I've I had a stroke because his one face side of his face really, I feel like doesn't really move. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Sly had already done all of the Rockies. He'd done all of the Rambos. So this was. No, uh there was a Rocky that came out not that long ago. Oh my right? gosh! Okay, all of the original five Rockies—not <laughs> this Rocky Balboa crap—and not Creed, which obviously just came out this year. Okay. So he did all of the Rockies one through five, and he did all the Rambo. So there's kind of like he done Rambo. He's done there was a Rambo Rambos. reference. I caught that. Why would they say? It's when Phoenix is picking up guns in the armory, uh-huh. and he says, "I'll take that Rambo or something." Oh, something oh okay, that's Rambo. funny. Yeah, lots of references in oh, this one. Oh, yeah, lots of like one-liners. I'm sure I missed it. A lot of them. Oh yeah, and so the other movie that Sly made this year in 1993 was Cliffhanger, which again I think I've seen like bits and pieces of that, where there's like mm. a heist goes wrong, and then money is like hidden in the mountains, and then he has to hang from cliffs and find the money i think i don't really remember interesting yeah and then uh wesley snipes is kind of the mm-hmm. nemesis in this movie um he had done a few things wildcats which is like a football movie where goldie hahn is their football coach and then yeah white men can't jump which we own that i remember watching that where which is also i'm pretty sure dennis leary where he like goes to africa to recruit basketball players oh interesting i'm pretty sure are they buddies dennis leary and wesley snipes in real life? Like, sure. Work partner buddies? I don't know. And then, so this was pre-Blade, the Blade, Blade trilogies and stuff that came out in the late 90s. So pre-Blade, yeah. post other things, first Snipes. Aaron and I were talking a little bit before the podcast that, like, neither of us have seen a Wesley Snipe movie. Like, you, you haven't seen Blade, right? No, uh-uh. No, and I haven't seen Blade. I have, like, no knowledge of him. But we both love 30 Rock. <laughs> and on 30 Rock, they reference Wesley Snipes because Michael Sheen, uh-huh. the British actor, Who's hilarious. plays a man named Wesley Snipes, and he's like as far from the actor Wesley right. Snipes, who was in this movie yeah. that we're talking about. So we're just going to play a little clip for you. Does this mean you've come to your senses? Are you ready to settle and become Mrs. Snipes? No. I wanted to tell you to your face that I know that I can do better than you, and I'm never going to be Mrs. Snipes. Hang on, is your name Wesley Snipes? That is insane. It's insane? But the actor Wesley Snipes has that name. If you saw a picture of him and a picture of me and you were asked who should be named Wesley Snipes, you'd pick the pale Englishman every time, every time, Liz. Frankly, you should be having this conversation with him. Yeah, I'm going to go do that. So, yes, that was the Wesley Snipes we do, the wonderful... I just love that clip. It's just so funny. Like, that's the one thing Mm -hmm. I love about 30 Rock is, like, all of her boyfriend names were ridiculous. Except for Dennis Duffy. Like, that one wasn't crazy. But, um, Mm -hmm. like, she ends up, James Marsden is Chris. And then we find out at the end, like, the last episode, like, his name was Chris Cross. Yeah. Anyway, Demolition Man. Mm Mm-hmm. Aaron, let's let's walk them through this plot. Let's this one it. is a, it's action action packed, like we said, and uh-huh. there's a there's a lot happening, a lot of political tension in the background. Yes, not for kind sure. of, but not really. It was kind Subtle. of like there was the one guy, Ray. We'll call him Ray. <laughs> I don't like to call him Ray. I like to call him the Pope because <laughs> I couldn't understand what they were saying when they were saying his last name. And one time he was dressed in white, so I'm going yeah. to reference him as the Pope. Sorry. 
I'm going to call him Ray. Okay. And just confuse everyone. That sounds good. So Ray kind of like, my. I feel like there was mind control involved. I feel like he was yes. controlling everyone. But we're maybe getting ahead of ourselves. So we open on 1996 LA, which I referenced earlier. It's just a terrible place to be, guys. But mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone is still there protecting people. Yes, with the LAPD. Something about a bus was kidnapped. Speed, yeah. speed, it's speed, it's foreshadowing. <laughs> and there's passengers. Is. There was like 30, 40 passengers. Yeah. Simon Phoenix had taken them hostage. Great villain name. Yes. It's at the, like this abandoned building, I think. I feel like they set it up where like Simon Phoenix basically owned part of town like he owns this part because he was telling him like the cops got it the politicians got it but you know to stay out of my part of town or whatever Mm -hmm. but the bus driver never learned so he like lures he probably knows stallone's coming for him i think so john spartan is also which is the greatest hero name that's pretty solid yes Mm-hmm. So Stallone goes in there, guns blazing, and he gets by all the guards, and he gets to the room where Phoenix is, and Phoenix has it, like, set to light on fire real fast. Like, he's busted up some gas tanks, and he's lighting a cigarette, and he has a torch. Mm-hmm. So he lights a cigarette with the, like, the torch. So cool. So cool. And then, um, oh, what does he say? It's cold in here, don't you think? And then he, like, sets Stallone on fire. Yeah. <sighs> They make it out, and then, like, as they're leaving, police have Snipes in custody. Other police come and say, we found the bodies. They blame it on Stallone. They're like, you killed these 40 people to kill, to get this one Snipes guy. Find out later, it was, like, Snipes has already killed them. But Stallone is frozen for this crime. For, like, what, 70 years, they say? It was going to be a long time. 70 years. So this is when we go to the cryo-freezing penitentiary. Yes. And he gets his sentence. And it's giant ice cubes. So basically, Stallone and Snipes are both frozen. Mm-hmm. In 1996. So they're up for parole, basically. So that's why Snipes gets unfrozen. He's up for parole. Mm-hmm. Which I don't understand. And obviously the Pope was rigging the system. We find that out very quickly. Yeah. But I don't understand how could he be up for parole before Stallone was. I feel... Yeah, his crimes were way worse. Way worse! He did it! Yeah. He should have been sentenced to way more years. Way more and- years. Less chance of parole, in in our opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, it's 36 years later. We're in 2032. It's kind of a new world. People are very civil. Yes. And so they unfreeze Snipes and ask him some questions. He, he like, breaks out of his little armchair thingy that had healed him. Uh-huh. Starts killing people. And then we go to the police station where, obviously, the, everyone yes. is, like, has trackers. And so you know the moment people are killed. And so everyone is just, like, uh-huh. staring at the screen, like, murder, death, kill. I like it how it's, like, murder, death, kill reported. Would you like to contact a coroner? <laughs> yes, that was a follow-up. That was funny. So at the police station, that's where Sandy is. That's where Benjamin Brad's mm-hmm. in this one. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider randomly is there. Mm-hmm. The chief with the weird glasses. Who looked like Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. Oh, 100% yeah, 100% did. So there was that. And so they just don't know what to do. Like, there hasn't been a murder in the city, I forget, in like 12 years or something like that. Long time, yeah. Long time. Because they've had their very docile society. They say mm-hmm. things like, be well. And yes. And they have weird handshakes where they just kind of wave their hands in circles they don't touch each other no no exchange of bodily fluids none of that either none of that no so they just don't know what quite to do with this simon phoenix who's on the loose 
Mm-hmm. Here's one thing I will say about this movie. So he like breaks free and he's like seems very strong and knows like the codes to the door and the codes to like the ATM machine yeah. kind of. It's almost like he's a he's become a computer genius because he goes to that ATM thing. Yes, and he knows how to unlock everything. Yeah. But later we found out it's because that was his reprogram. So when everyone is in cryo, they get like this rehab stuff. Mm-hmm. And his was computers and had ninja things and yeah martial arts explosions and, and uh, basically another list of crimes basically, was yes. his rehab. why would that even be in the system people why yeah. would you put that in there idiots and then we learn later that stallone's rehab was like knitting mm-hmm. or like a seamstress or weaving like you do like a genetic test to see what your career would be or something like Ugh. that so that's just mm-hmm. funny so obviously the police don't know how to analyst they go to the pope mm-hmm. and they're like what do we do and he's like, do it whatever means necessary to bring this man to justice. Mm-hmm. And so Sandra, I, was it Sandra's idea? I think it, well, no, oh, she, she asks, asked the question, yeah. how did they catch him the first time? Yeah. And Sandra is a bit of a 20th century, like, loves it. She is yes. obsessed with it. One of the problems with this movie is that I just feel like everyone is, is brainwashed. Like, they're very, oh, we don't totally. swear. And they're very, like, but I don't docile. Know they are, kind of yeah, lemmings. they're very docile. They don't have... <laughs> They don't have guns. So they're very ill-equipped. Mm-hmm. But I just feel, okay, this is only 36 years later, right? I just feel like right. that's not enough time for society to completely change like that. Where there's no crime. There's no, everyone just is wearing weird uniforms, clothes, mm-hmm. robes. Um, Unless it was, I don't, like Sandy tried to explain it and saying like, I don't know, were there riots, and then there was a big earthquake, and then there were, like, a bunch of diseases that swept through. Oh, she did say, oh, because when she's explaining about why they don't bodily fluids, because she's like, first there came AIDS, and then there was this, and then there was that, Mm -hmm. and then the Pope was their savior, like, they call him, like, the savior, basically, Yeah, that his way of thought and way of life changed everything, so Mm -hmm. I get it, but I just feel like, they just seem so... Like, they keep calling John Spartan a Neanderthal, and they just seem so shocked right. by his way of life. But it's mm-hmm. like, it's not really that long ago. So, yeah, they ask, how did they catch him last time? John Spartan. So that's their answer. They're going to unfreeze him. Mm-hmm. And they do. He's still quite buff. I feel like you would have freezer burn. I feel like your muscles yeah. would be, like, weak. Totally. I mean, cryo-freeze, I'm sorry. Like, why would you cryo-freeze prisoners? Why would you want to preserve them youthful? forever i feel like yeah. i feel like that is super weird because they did he did not age well if if the rehab thing is doing what it's supposed to do like it could work but obviously in well no we don't know because like, the rehab for simon worked fine it worked sort of ish well because he couldn't kill the guy at the end so it did kind of work yeah and stallone didn't know how to knit mm-hmm. but none of his other things like he wasn't a docile person true simon yeah. goes to like the one place in this san angeles it's like a conglomeration of los angeles and santa barbara and a couple other places i think mm-hmm. he goes to a museum because that's the only place there would be guns and there's basically an armory i know for right? him stallone catches up with him there mm-hmm. and they have a cool epic battle that mm-hmm. kind of looks like remember when we were going through the men in black ride it kind of looks like amusement park feel yeah it kind of when did. they mm-hmm. fall down so it's like thing. a museum exhibit set and yeah. Really? They battle there. Snipes gets away, but he does have a little encounter with Ray, the Pope. And the Pope, you find out, has given him this task to kill, what was it Edgar Friendly? Edgar Friendly. 
Yeah. Dennis Leary, which is, again, a odd name choice. Sure, why not? Yeah. I feel like this was an interesting time to reveal that, like, the savior of this town is actually the one who set Wesley Snipes free and yeah. programmed him to go kill this guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was a very extreme measure on the Pope's part. To get everyone to conform to his way. Right. Because totally. Edgar Friendly is the leader. And I'm not. Even, it's not even a resistance. It's a little resistance. Sewer mm-hmm. people. They call them scraps. And they're basically people who don't want to say be well. Who don't want to listen to old 50s radio jingles. Mm-hmm. Who want to eat meat. Want to eat meat. Whether it's rat or cow, they don't care. Yeah. Because um, one of the things in the New World, Sandra tells um, Stallone, is that like anything that's bad for you... Illegal, yeah. Right. Everything that's right. bad for you is illegal. So like, he couldn't have salt, and like, there's no bacon, there's no, you know, cigarettes, cigarettes, yeah. all that stuff, gone. Beer, alcohol, all those things. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a future world of like control. So you know, there's a little bit of social like too much control. You can't just tell people what they can and can't do mm-hmm. when it comes to their own lives, basically. Um, so Edgar Friendly and his band of ragamuffins live in the sewers, which looks like pretty nice sewers. Like, um, yeah, I think when the earthquake came, maybe like this is like the below city. I don't know. Like it's the former maybe. city streets of Los Angeles is now like underground. Oh. It's kind of what I think it is. Because there was like neon signs <laughs> and there was like an That's elevator true. and like, you know, so I think it's anyways. Yeah. So that's that's what, so that's why Wesley Snipes is here because he tries to kill the Pope but he can't do it because he's not mm-hmm. programmed because he Pope programmed him not to kill him I guess. Yeah. So Stallone kind of comes up as Snipes is leaving uh, mm-hmm. his conversation with the Pope, and they talk and then invites him to Taco Bell. Because Taco Bell won the franchise wars. Yeah. So they're all, the only restaurant. Uh, the only yeah. restaurant is Taco Bell. Because underground people, again, are eating rat burgers, so they don't have a yeah. lot of food. <laughs> so their option is to steal. Yeah. And so they do, they make a big raid, and Stallone, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't really know what's going on, so he just sees, like, these tough guys who are wearing, like, spiked shoulder pads. Yeah. I would say. Very grungy, very post-apocalyptic wardrobe kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he just goes and, like, beats them up and catches them and stuff like that. And then... Yep. They're kind of all getting away, and he grabs one guy, and then, like, he, the guy's like, no, 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 no. And, like, a jar of salsa falls out of his pockets. Yeah. And so Stallone kind of gets it. Like, oh, they're stealing food. Like, they're starving. Mm-hmm. And he and backs stuff. up. He's like, backs up and not confronts the Pope about it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So then I think that's when Stallone starts realizing that the Pope is not all that he seems to be, that there may mm-hmm. be something else going on. And so. And he got a hold of some video. Yeah. Of when Wesley was escaping the museum. Mm-hmm. And he goes and confronts the Pope. So they go down to the sewers and they a ton of people down there. Yeah. They eat rat burgers. Well, Stallone and, does. And so they meet Dennis Leary and they kind of tell him, they're like, hey, this guy was unfrozen to kill you. Like, they're coming after you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just to warn him, I guess. I don't know. But. Simon shows up and he had convinced the Pope to unfreeze a bunch of his friends. Bad move, Pope. So Bad they are the move. cryocons. Simon has his cryocons wreaking havoc. Yeah. Pillaging. He tells them, go pillage and do what we love to do best. Mm-hmm. And, um, I wonder what their rehab programs were. <laughs> right? Oh, that is an interesting question. 
Like if one of them was like farmer or... Right. So they shouldn't all be these evil guys anymore. Yeah, or they'll be like torn between like the past and like what they were being programmed to do. But we don't see that. <laughs> yeah. We have no we idea. Shooting people. This is the this is the sequel, Demolition Man 2. Oh my gosh. More I think demolishing. Stallone would totally do it. <clears throat> His age catches up to him because <gasps> he's really like 70 and he's only 69 in real life. Yeah. That's a Guys, good point. this is our screenplay. We've found it. I do not want to write Demolition Man 2. It's a romantic comedy. The demolish <laughs> conti- demolishing continued. I don't know. No. Tagline. Got to come up with a good one. So, a big battle in the sewers. Uh, Simon tries to kill Edgar. Doesn't. Um, then they follow him to the Pope's office, right? Mm-hmm. Where Wesley Snipes, like, is going to try to kill the Pope, but he can't because of his programming. Yeah. And so, that's, he says, tells Jesse Ventura to do it. Mm-hmm. And he does. Yep. And then they throw him on the fire. <laughs> Another log on the fire. I know. I was like, whoa, brutal. Yeah. Pope's dead. Mm-hmm. And so now. Murder, West- death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Another one. Log it. They pick up. There's like a really, like a 1970-something car in yeah. the sewers. And they steal that. Full of gas, of course. Full of gas, obviously. Mm-hmm. And there was, of course, there's just a handy elevator to get the car up to the main right? level. Oh, so good. They chase after Snipes, and they go to the Pope's place and find him dead. Mm-hmm. And then they must see Snipes leaving, and that's when the chase starts. But um, Stallone, like, zaps Sandy and renders her unconscious so yes. that she stays safe. But yeah. she does some fighting before that on their way into the Pope's place. So she's rendered unconscious so Stallone can go and face Wesley alone because Wesley is going to the cryo penitentiary to release yes. way more criminals. Which I'm sorry. I just feel maybe if you were literally pretty much the only criminal, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you yeah. just want to stay the only criminal and then you could rule the whole city with your five little minions, why would you want to release all these other guys who were also crazy, who would, like, contest you, you know, for power? That's true. Unless unless you know they're going to, like, fall under you, why thaw them out? And then you just have more muscle? Yeah. I guess. He's basically building an army. He's right. like, um... Voldemort. No, I oh. was going to say Saruman <laughs> with the orcs. <laughs> sure, they're orcs. Yeah, they're and instead orcs. of pulling them out of the Earth. gross mountain gook, yeah, he's unthawing <laughs> them ice cubes. Yeah, got it, guys. It's you. basically Lord of the Rings. This movie. Yeah, nerd. So another right. big fight. Time to big fight. Let's destroy everything. We are the Demolition Man. Lots of mm-hmm. gun and Wesley Snipes is, has a laser thing and uh, crazy town. And uh, yeah. Yep, and then Stallone has, like, freeze ray. Basically, he has Gru's freeze ray and touches it to the ground, (laughs) which immediately works its way up Wesley's body. And Stallone, like, grabs something that's spinning up in the air so he doesn't get frozen, and then he lets go just in time when that mechanism gets frozen. So he's safe. He's totally safe. And then, of course, lands a drop kick on the frozen Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Total decapitation. Yeah. <laughs> Brain smush everywhere. Mm-hmm. Lots shatters. of explosions. Oh, yeah. Guys, Stallone it makes it out just in time. Like no more does. cryo pen. Mm-hmm. Saves the day. Yeah. Kisses Sandy. Yes. Really good spin. Like, she's walking, and he grabs yeah. her, 
real i mean she spins like five times Mm -hmm. that's inaccurate but good spin and uh yeah and then they like walk off into this sunset together but the sun is already set so whatever right it was dark into the darkness (laughs) and that's how the movie ends Mm -hmm. um couple things i just Okay, so at, at the beginning, right when he wakes up, when Stallone is unfrozen, he says, where's yep. my wife? And they're yeah. like, she died in the earthquake of 2010. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, where's my daughter? They don't answer. Yep. Later on, Sandra says, I can use police my police stuff and I can find her for you. And he's like, no, I don't want to know because like I'm scared oh, of what she'll be different. Like I'm too old. I'm too old. Thing. She's too different. She'll see me as like this Neanderthal. I don't want her to think of me that way. Yeah. I just feel like we should have had some resolution with that. I feel like we should have known what happened to the daughter. In my mind, yeah. when I when I had been watching this earlier and now, I was thinking that his daughter was going to be a, a scrap. I thought she was going to be down in the tunnels with Dennis Leary. When it first happened, I thought his daughter was Sandy, and it was awkward yeah. because of the sexual tension that was already happening. <laughs> it's like, they both have brown hair. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go with no on that. Okay. Yeah. But, um, so I feel like there, there could have been a little resolution there. Lots of demolishing in this movie, obviously. Demolition Man. Yep. And I found this YouTube video uh, made by CinemaSins, who does, like, everything wrong with this movie and... 10 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. and they had one of it was called total damage where they just rank up the dollar amount of damage in each movie and so they did one oh. for this and so they, oh, they listed nice. like all the glass windows that had been broken and the cars and mm-hmm. they like you know did like 1996 and then 2032 for like and they adjusted inflation and stuff do you want to take a guess about how many dollars slash credits they estimated the total damage that this movie occurred 20 million oh my gosh so close <gasps> 21 million 318,646 whoa yeah speaking of of 1993 good some good fashion here yes but it's really 2032 fashion right yeah but I in feel like 1993 of... stylized eyes <laughs> yes yes so, in my opinion, it's very, um, kind of has an oriental pull. Like, the police uniforms are pretty much the same. Like, you've got the coat. Um, Sandy is wearing leggings, and the guys wear, like, horse riding pants, where they're, yeah. like, bigger on the thigh, which, yeah. of course, they're riding horses. No. Yeah. No horses in this movie. No. But, yeah, other than that, a lot of flowy robes mm-hmm. and interesting, like, flat top hats. Yes. Yep. And then I kind of felt for a while that it was slightly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle-esque. <laughs> I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Can we just talk about that now? Yep. That's why I, I set it up for you, Erin. Oh, thanks. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Michelangelo is my favorite. Splinter, I thought, looked like my dog, Buster. I like saying, like, instead of swearing sometimes, I like to go, Hamato Yoshi! <laughs> Which is the name of Splinter's name. Or like, Orokosaki, which is Shredder's name. It's fun to say. Scream it. I like it. I like all three of them. Mm-hmm. So, Kino, good. Casey Jones, good. Who's your favorite turtle? Um, You're Donatello, I bet. 
No. I don't really know. I can't tell them apart enough to give you an actual one. They have one. different color bandanas. No, I know, but like personality. I'm basing it on oh. personality, not color oh. bandana. Uh, I, what, I can't tell the them apart personality-wise. Uh, well, Leonardo's... What's oh, the one with nunchucks? I like that weapon better. That's Michelangelo. There we He's go. He's a fun one. So there's our turtle fashion moment. I'm going to give it two and a half. Um... Oh, this is going to be the tricky part. I'm going to give it two and a half Stallone sweaters. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like it. Just because, like, I didn't mind it, but not yeah. my favorite. I'm just going to tell you my favorite puns right now. Yes, and, like, please. why they named the the ba- Wesley Snipes character Simon Phoenix. Yes, it's please. because at one point he says, Simon says duck or something like that. I forget what he says. It's hilarious, Simon. though. I know. I wrote then, that down. I was like, did they name him Simon specifically so they could say I that joke? I think so. It was great. And then the last one was Simon Phoenix has risen from the ashes. No, a Phoenix has something about a Phoenix rising from the ashes. And I was like, oh my goodness. I know. That's right? ridiculous. So good. So I just, I think I just like that. Like, I like the funny puns. Like, there was a Brady Bunch reference. A Stallone Wars beret. I think I'm going to do three Rob Schneiders. Hmm. I feel like he was only in it for, like, two seconds, but I don't care. I like Rob Schneider. It's just stupid. Like, if it was on TV, I probably totally would watch it, you know, while I'm, like, yeah. crocheting and doing other things. While you're like crocheting, if- like, Stallone. Yeah, exactly. We're kindred spirits. Yeah. Because um, it's just, like, stupid, I think. I think that's why I like it. Is that a bad reason to like something? No. Okay. Because, I, you know, I would rather watch this than The Blind Side. Even though The Blind Side is, like, a better movie, I would just, I don't want to, like, I don't like investing in things, and I feel like this is just a movie where you don't have to invest. You can just watch it, it's in the background, That yeah. and you can guess what happens easily. I will say, though, I do kind of, I do wish that there was, again, something with the daughter should have been resolved, yeah. and I feel like Dennis Leary, like, I feel like that could have been a more, something Developed more could have been character? done with him. Yeah. Because he was probably the better best most natural actor i think in the movie so do you think that stallone would stay on st- like stays on the force what do you think he does do you think he goes find stotter but we will sort these things out in demolition man 2 when we write it so no yeah worries. don't worry guys yeah so now that you've heard what we think mm-hmm. here is what some other people thought this is from uh, our amazon reviews so this five-star review comes to us from Michael Valdivioso on January 19th, 2010. And it is titled, Welcome to the Future! What kind of movie is this? An action flick? A movie warning us about the bland, boring, goody-goody future to come? A comedy? A horror film? Yeah. Demolition Man can be many things, but boring is not one of them. Full of humor, explosions, stars who were big or about to become big, this movie is a must-see. And you will see it again and again. How can you not like a film with Sandra Bullock, Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, and Rat Burgers? Mm-hmm. Yummy! <laughs> Thank he you, Michael. Loves it so much. He does love it so much. Okay, um, I've got the two-star review here. Uh, where stupidity and explosions settle down for the night by Dr. Q Shadow on June 23, 2011. 
One of a series of strange stabs in the dark for Sylvester Stallone's career in the mid-90s, Demolition Man struggles at times to find a consistent middle ground between mind-numb action and culture-conscious sarcastic comedy. Its tongue-in-cheek predictions for the state of society in the year 2032 are so genuinely stupid that I felt like an idiot for laughing, but laugh I did and often. These punchlines are plainly lowbrow, such a direct contrast to the straight manner in which Stallone plays his leading role that I wasn't entirely sure everyone on the cast was in on the joke. The plot, too, is unfailingly moronic, even by action film standards. When the opening scene designates Los Angeles in 1996 as a criminal safe haven, complete with a flame-licked Hollywood sign, you should know you're in for a long ride, and it only gets rockier from there. Nice. So what we're going to start doing, uh, we did it last time, we were doing it this time, is the nights that we're recording, during the day we're going to tweet out the day that we're recording and the movie that we're we're doing. And then if you have any Sandra questions or comments or you have anything that you want to tell us, I think I wrote whimsical musings, uh, tweet at us (laughs) at All My Movie Show and then Mm -hmm. we're going to read them and then answer them or comment on them and uh, give you a little shout out. So, and we have one tonight. Yeah. So this is from at Al Heinert. <laughs> hmm. Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> who is that? Al Heinert, if you remember, was on our third episode while you were sleeping. Yes. He is also my brother. <laughs> and I might have told him to do it. <laughs> so love the pod. Question. What's Sandy's upcoming film schedule looking like? And is she lonely and or sad in any and or all of them? <laughs> According to IMDb, Sandra has nothing in production. Okay. Um, but I feel like that's not always so accurate because Mary and I, we dabble in writing screenplays mm-hmm. and movies and things like that. And we have a good start on one about Tupperware. Yes. Yes, we do. And I was looking at something, at something about what Sandra was doing and she is in a movie about Tupperware. And I got very upset because I was like, she should be in our Tupperware movie, not this other person's Tupperware movie. Mm-hmm. And I know a movie about Tupperware sounds super lame and boring, but ours is not. It's super funny and different and cool. So, yeah, I think she was rumored to be in a movie about the origins of Tupperware, whereas our mm-hmm. screenplay was a modern-day tale of Tupperware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Don't um, you just want to see that? I'll, everyone wants to see a modern day tale about Tupperware. Mm-hmm. Sandra was scheduled to play, or in talks to play, a Brownie Wise, the person who became, did she become the vice president of sales? Because she invented, I, no I did my Tupperware research, obviously. She invented the party style. So when you're invited to that strange jewelry party, it's because of Brownie Wise. Yeah. But, you know, she's, um, we've talked about this before, she can pick what she wants to do. If she mm-hmm. wants to do funny thing she's gonna do a funny silly if she, but see now the thing is she just adopted another little girl so i feel like she's probably gonna be on the back burner for a while that's what she did when she had louie yes so. because i think she only agreed to do gravity because louie could be like on set with her every day right because she was in a little pod on a green screen yeah not in space so what she, she wasn't right in space <gasps> i mean she was in space because it's a movie and everything is real <laughs> Oh, guys, in case you're wondering the age difference, 19 years, 19 years, or no, 18 Ooh. years between Sandy and Stallone. Oops, totally fine. In case you were wondering. Um, all right, well, anything else about Demolition Man that Mm-mm. you want to say? I'm glad we don't live in 2032. Yes, oh, I guess I, I did totally have one more thing. I would be a scrap thing. eating rat burgers. Oh, yeah. I don't be well, that's crap. 
No, that's what I want to talk about. Be well. Because I remembered, like, um, a couple years ago at Walgreens, they would say that to you as you left the door. It was like, be well. They would call it, and you're like, thanks. Like, it was just really <laughs> weird. But I found a news article from March of 2015 saying Walgreens is no longer going to require its cashiers to say that. Um, Which is weird. I just, I don't really have any memory of people telling me to be well at Walgreens. Oh. That's where I, I pick just, up like, my prescription, so I was probably there more often. You know who is the spokesperson for Walgreens? Tina Fey. No, what? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Since she when? Is, has Pandora ads all the time in my ears about Walgreens? about Walgreens. Yes. Oh, I thought it was the guy who was in like my Big Fat Creek wedding. Like it's somebody who sounds like that, like on the corner of Happy and Healthy, and it's a guy. No, it's Tina Fey. I'll have to listen to Pandora more. I'm pretty sure. To get the good Walgreens ads with Tina Fey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she does that and she does the American. Did you see the American Express Love one? Them. Of so her good. at the gym. Oh, yes, my gosh. Yes, the yoga poses. Splat. Oh, splat. <laughs> splat. Mm-hmm. So funny. She's so cool. But Sandra's also cool because that's why we're doing all these. For her. For Sandra. Yeah. We could do a Tina podcast, but there would only be like three movies. We'd be we'd watch Mean Girls and Baby Mama over and over. Yeah, and then Sisters, which you haven't seen yet. I haven't seen it. And now Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yeah, which actually I do kind of that looks good. Yeah, it does look good. It's kind of like Sisters is a rated R movie I wouldn't want to see because it's just like just supposed to be gross and like it's supposed to offend you in some way. But I feel like Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, there's a story behind it that's a little better. It's like the blind side as opposed to the (laughs) (laughs) It's the blind side of rated R movies. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. We should stop there. So thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, Again, tweet us at All My Movies Show. We'd love to Mm -hmm. hear from you. Uh, And also you can email us at allmymoviespodcast at Mm gmail.com. You can go on our blog, allmymoviespodcast.wordpress.com. So we're available through iTunes. Stitcher and SoundCloud. Check us out. Tell your friends. So these are the final thoughts straight from the movie poster. The future isn't big enough for the both of them. Arugosaki! Miss Heinert, you have been fined one credit for profanity. Oh man! (laughs) (laughs) And scene. Thank you for listening to the All My Movies podcast. Remember to review, subscribe, and follow Erin and Mary on Twitter at All My Movies Show. <laughs>